Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Ah, here we go again. Um, third round exit again. A defeat again. Lots of goals conceded again. Um, yeah. <laughs> Rotherham United, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we'll pick through the afternoon, transfer murmurs and any other nonsense that we can pick up that is Rotherham United related uh, at the moment. Uh, Danny's with us. How are you doing, Danny? I'm all right, thank you. It's uh, going to get some getting used to me being in the top right of the screen for a change. Would you like me to change it for you? <laughs> no, it's all right. I feel pa- I feel powerful up here. <laughs> You're in mixed space, so we all expect a really wrong, long rant from you today. Uh, um, I've had a good day today. I'm, I don't think I can rant. <laughs> <laughs> and Will Daniels is back with us. How are you doing, Will? I'm really well, thanks, gents. Thanks for having me back. Pleasure. Uh, no Mick tonight, Mick's off doing something early back for the next episode, probably, if we allow him back on, that is. Um, yeah, as we mentioned, um, a 4-1 defeat to Ipswich Town. We all sort of expected a tough afternoon. Maybe it was worse than expected, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> how it sort of went against expectations. Uh, Danny, we always try to find the positives, and there was about 10 minutes worth of positivity in the second half. So let's focus in on that for a, fight, for a, for a little minute. Um, after half time, we got the, got the penalty, and there was a bit of press. There was a bit of aggression and a bit of getting in opposition faces, and it worked for, for 10 minutes, 10 15 minutes. It worked, so there's something there, but this more than 10 minutes. Yeah, you're exactly right. There was that little spell where it was like, hang on, we're pressing the ball here, we could, you know, we could do something here. And let's remember as well, we technically scored first, even though it was offside, which, um. Anyway, so yeah, uh, like you say, that little bit of a pressing spell, they're like, if we get a hold of Ascends, we could get a hold of this game as well. Mm. And then it's as if the string just unravels in front of us. And I mean, it wasn't really an FA Cup classic, but it were a game that had three penalties in it. And, um, and then 
the guy who's who left on a free coming back and scoring a goal against his old club. So it's it's one for the journalists out there. But it was a bit of a day, wasn't it? Because that's now the, the second time we've conceded four. And the worst thing is it was to a League One team. And, he, and then the same League One team came out and said, that wasn't the championship test. Our championship test is Burnley. Sound. <laughs> Sound. I had to well, hold myself on Twitter replying to that one. <laughs> <laughs> they get they get two challenges. They get the currently the, probably the worst team in the championship, and then probably the best team in the championship next round. So for them, it's a good challenge, good test, I suppose. Um, well, let's focus on that spell because I thought it was good. I thought we put we we put Ipswich under a bit of pressure, and they didn't like it. You could see instantly they didn't like it, and that's that's more of what we're used to. So where's that? I don't know, you're not going to know the answer to this, but where's that come from? Because we weren't in the first 45 and it weren't for the last half an hour. It's strange that it was just in a in a really short spell after half-time. I thought there were moments in that first half where we tried to get the ball wide and put crosses into the box, uh, which is, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it was a step forward from what we've seen previously. So there were signs uh, of, of improvement, as you say. We scored the penalty and sort of had our tails uh, up for 10 minutes or so, pressed them really well um, and and had a little bit of belief in our play. And then uh, we decided to take Peter Chioso off and change shape a little bit and we all the uh, the game unravels. And, and taking nothing away from Ips- Ipswich, by the way, I think Ipswich are... Uh, championship team in waiting. You can see what quality and depth they've got as well uh, that they were able to fetch off the bench, which uh, sadly we don't have at the moment uh, for a number of different reasons. Um, and they, they put us at sword for the last 20 minutes or so, but we, we absolutely fell apart. But yeah, that, those 10 minutes, you know, that looked like a Rotherham United side that was getting back to what we have done previously. But sadly, over the last you know, two, three weeks, two, three months or so, we haven't seen that enough. No. Hang on. Uh, let's go through a few comments of people with us. Kim Haywood, Noel Jordan, Adam Hardcastle, Dave Lawton's with us, um, Sean Green, Simon Thorne, Graham Lindley. Adam Hardcastle says, mix off on a scout potential, scout potential signings. Uh, yeah, yeah so not for us, though. That's about a budget, I think, at the minute. Um, yeah. Another bit of positivity. Power UK says, Victor, we, the news was... Oh, it wasn't done, Danny, when we spoke on Thursday, but it was essentially done. It's been confirmed Victor signed what is essentially a two-year extension to his contract. Um, that's a that's a massive positive. That's a massive step in the right direction. We're getting tied down six, I say, almost six months before his contract's up. Another positive to sort of hang on to at the minute. Yeah, it is. Uh, Victor signed on for another two years. You know, it just goes to show he's happy here. Um and it just feels settled, you know. I know there's been a an upheaval with the more or less the complete management team, but it just goes to show that at least in the goalkeeping department, we've got it. And one of the keepers has gone. Yeah, I'm willing to commit to this, and he has. And yeah, Vic, Victor's signing on for another two years. Fantastic stuff. As Twitter did his usual upbeats, happy days sort of thing, which is nice to see during the current spell, shall we say. Um, you know, the the Stella, Victor holding the Stella meme was out, the Viking memes were out, and it was just a little bit of a nice vibe on Twitter for a change. And then <clears throat> it comes round to the Ipswich game and it's like a vat of acid. 
<laughs> it wasn't nice after that game. But yeah, Victor signing on, brilliant stuff. Um, I still owe him that beer, actually. Um, need to remember that for postseason. <laughs> yeah. And it, we don't, it, we went through a spell wheel of having non Rotherham keepers. Obviously, we have four, four seasons of loans or whatever. Um, it feels like we've got somebody who's ours, obviously, because he is ours. Uh, but like Danny says, he feels settled. He's a great keeper. And he's still got room to improve. He's not the perfect goalkeeper yet. He, he made a mistake yesterday for the third goal, I think, the little Freddie goal. Um, he's not the perfect keeper. So he's not even at his ceiling yet, which is obviously great news for us as well. Of course, yeah. I mean, Danny says that he owes him a pint. I think we all do uh, after the season that he's had so far. Uh, he, for me, has been one of the top five championship keepers of the season so far. And... Mm-hmm. You know, but for Victor, we would be in a, a lot worse situation than we currently are. So thank you to Victor for signing the contract. It's a shame that some of his mates couldn't have done the same thing. Um, also uh, worth saying, you know, it's a two-year deal. And if he continues to put, perform the way that he is, you know, he's going to have admirers uh, for mm. his signature in the summer. This will now allow us to, you know, recoup a decent figure if we were able to, if he is going to leave the club at some point. Uh, so good that we have got that uh, solidity in terms of him signing the contract and hopefully he's here for the full duration of two years because we'll have a great keeper if that's the case if not we're finally going to get some money for a, a player which is uh, is nice to to be able to say makes a change mm-hmm. um yeah let's go back to the uh, let's go back to the start down in the lineups um the almost surprise omission was Dan Barlasso now I say mm-hmm. sort of a surprise it's not a surprise because we all know it seems to be the worst kept secret. He's on his way. He's out on his way out of the football club, it seems, with Middlesbrough appearing to be the destination. Um, sort of just your take on that, really. I, I suppose he had to keep him out of the squad as much as possible. He had to come on at the end, but um, it looks like he's on his way. Yeah, it does. And to be fair with Barlasser, it is a step up if he does go to Middlesbrough. Like, I know it's not confirmed, but it's like unofficially confirmed by the quote-unquote in the know people on Twitter. Um, but yeah, it is a step up for him. It's a step closer to home for him as well. So, <clears throat> you know, with a young family and his, and his um, majority of his older family being based up in the northeast, Middlesbrough is a good move for him. It's a good move for them because it's no secret that Michael Carrick likes the way Barlasa plays. It sort of suits the system that Carrick's in playing at Middlesbrough. So it just sort of makes sense. It's a gut blow for us, obviously, because Barlas is a very good distributor of the ball and one of our better players. Well, at the same time, you can't really be too annoyed at it because it's a step up for him and he's not really put a foot wrong with us. Uh, And he's been a very good player for us, both on loan and then permanently. So for me, it's just like, best luck and off he goes he's, he's not leaving with any sort of ill will from any fans he's not leaving to the noisy ones from S6 it's just like it's a step up for you step up for everybody involved with you so yeah off you go and enjoy yourself mm. uh, the, the rumoured fee is somewhere between five and six hundred thousand pounds is the rumour I've heard that it may, that may be off uh, I suppose with the timeless things contract will I still don't think that's value, to be honest with you. I still think that's like a few hundred K, to be honest with you. And I find it frustrating that I, that he's going for that little. It's, it's worth so much more than that. It just seems unfair. But this is what happens when you don't negotiate your contracts correctly and you leave it this mm. late. And, you know, he's he's been given the opportunity to go to uh, a great club uh, in Middlesbrough who 
Um, you know, have much higher aspirations than us. He'll go on to do hopefully great things if uh, if they've got uh, legs around him. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see we'll see uh, how he gets on. Uh, I think yesterday it wasn't wasn't really a game where he affected the game. His head's clearly not at the club anymore. So uh, you know, let's let's make some money on him and let's try and try and replace him. It's going to be pretty difficult given uh, you know. You know how how important it has been for for us over uh, the the last God knows how many years, but um, you know we need to act now. That's that's the whole thing. Um, so I'm sure the club have got a plan in place. Maybe they have, maybe they haven't. Uh, but we'll uh, see uh, see how we go. Yeah, uh, Mark Gamble says it's semi all over again. Pants pulled down. Hopefully we get a sell on clause. Um, possibly, yeah. It's just frustrating. It's just frustrating. We, we know we know how much. If he's got another year left in his contract, we all know how much Dembalas is worth, and it's in the millions. Mm. Um, it's very very frustrating that this is this is, but it's going to, it's going to be probably going to be the same situation with Chiu as well, in the probably in this window. Um, hopefully we will get some money from rather than letting go in the in. Can I, can I just well, address yeah. a, a comment there, Matt? Uh, I can yeah. see that Lee calls his little men uh, from Little Rotherham happy to see Dan go for bags of chips. I'm not happy to see Dan go at all. Dan's one of our no. best players. And not at all. He, it's, it's a massive loss for us. But frankly, we there's nothing that we can do. Like the situation's done now. We've just got to we've got to move on from it. There's no point from, in being angry about it because the situation's sorted. From a footballing perspective, none of us are happy to see Dan go because he's, like I say, he's one of our better players. From a human being point of view, I'm happy to see him go because it's further in his footballing career. And that's the disconnect I'm having with it, not being a Rotherham fan. I'm looking at it as just a general football fan. And it is a step up for him. It's a step closer to home for his family. So I'm happy for him. As someone who's had conversations with Dan Barlasser and got invited out for a night out in Wickersley with Dan Barlasser, (laughs) when we won promotion, I'm happy for the lad as someone who I can call an acquaintance. So there you go. There you go. Moving Um, on. I feel like like I need to defend both Dan and Chew a little bit. Because they come under a bit of stick for downing tools, Dan, Danny, and and I think that's I think the heads turned a little bit, and I think that's fair to say. But I would think it's also again put, taking off my Rotherham United hat to make them both play yesterday when Dan's on, on the verge of a move to double his money or whatever it's going to be. You know, it, I know he had to play, but it's almost a little unfair because if he takes a whack in his ankle and is out for a month, that's that move done. His moves in jeopardy, and he's moving, you know, that type of thing. So. I feel I feel the need to defend them a little bit from that side of things. I, I, we all see bits on social media, but it's a, it was a little bit hard, I imagine, for those playing yesterday. Yeah, if they are close to moving away again, separating themselves from the Rotherham United perspective. Yeah, from a footballing perspective, it would have been hard because they're going out with moves potentially in the works, thinking if I get injured, that could jeopardise any sort of move that's on the table, fabricated or otherwise. Um, so yeah, I can see that perspective, but from a Rotherham United perspective, as it stands right now, they're still our players and they're employed to play for us until they're not. You know, so yeah, from from a Rotherham fan perspective, they've been put on the pitch, they need to put their all in, but from a separate perspective, you can understand why they might have been a little bit um what's the words? A little bit apprehensive, you know, about really getting stuck in. So I, I can see both sides of this argument. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go back to the game. Um, we'll pick out any of the goals, I suppose. I mean, 
let's talk about the penalty. The first penalty where Wes has pulled a really silly thing. I don't understand what Wes is doing here. He's, he's got a big handful of shirt in full view of the full view of the referee. Wes is having a bit of a stinking time, to be honest with you, recently. Um, and this again was another point to it. It was a really silly thing to do when we were when we had a little bit of a foothold in the game as well. So, yeah, I mean, I've always said that Wes Harding is Mr. Consistent, and mm. unfortunately, he has been consistent recently. He's been consistently awful. Um, the decision making for uh, that first penalty, it's really basic defending, get in front of your man. Um, you know, make the header and the danger's gone. But he lets Freddie get in front of him. He then starts to pull at his shirt. Foot, the, the referee's got a full view of it. It's it's soft, I think. I think mm. Freddie's looking for it. But at the same time, you know, it's a penalty. Uh, tucked it away really well. And that's that's what, that's the situation, isn't it? That's, that's what we're in. And, you know, when you are playing all these games at the moment, we don't have the, the players in the squad to be able to change it up and, and drop these players that aren't either aren't performing for the shirt or um, aren't performing, you know, on the pitch. Um, that's that's the most disappointing thing at, at the moment. Um, so, so, yeah, disappointing. Uh, hopefully you'll learn from it, but it's happening all too often at the moment. Yeah. Is a theme. The defensive defensive performance all around, Danny was poor. Uh, the defense for me would be for the fourth. With the penalty, with the penalty, the fourth one. There was another penalty for the fourth, weren't it? Um, the one that was outside the area, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it's not here to give us a proper mic round. And I, I, I accept that this wouldn't have made a difference because we were garbage anyway. But it's out. It was outside the area, weren't it, Danny? Um, yeah, we. There, I think. We managed to get it on in the pub um, via an iPad and someone buying a pass on ESPN to watch it. And so we had the, <clears throat> I say, as live, because it was a big five-minute delay, like <laughs> we'd be watching something that would pop up on the telly on the final score or whatever it was. Then it's like, oh, we've conceded. So. Um, but yeah, the, the first penalty was a very, very soft one. Like we, we all went slightly nuts that it wasn't a penalty. It was very soft, very soft. I slept on pillows that... Have had harder challenges on him than that. Um, but then the, the next penalty, it was just like it were outside the area. The contact mm. is outside the area and is falling into the box. So, as you can imagine, everybody was going apoplectic. So, personally, I'd like to apologize for any diners that were in the rinkies as we were going nuts at the side of the iPad. Um, but that doesn't excuse the de defensive performance, you know. To, to even give the referee the decision to be making a potential penalty call, even though the contact was outside the box, it's like should be smarter than that. But we've seen our, our defensive performances over the last few games, and they've just not been up to standard, have they? I think that's all you can really say. They've just not, just been not up to standard. We know we can play better than that, and it's just gone out the window. And I'm just gonna. I think on my feet a little bit here. Um, since we played Luton, we've conceded 1, 4, 7, 9, 11, 14, 18 goals since we played Luton. It's not good. No. Not good at it's all. Not. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's not. Uh, and Willie, obviously, the first week of episode, you've been back for as well, but let's sort of stick on that theme. What? How do you see it? What do you see as the problem in terms of those the goals? It's obviously not as easy as just saying it's X, Y, Z because Matt Taylor would have fixed it. But what? What's your view on it? Because it, 
we haven't had a, we've barely had a half of good defensive performances since the World Cup. It's been abject in almost every minute. Uh, but that's so different, isn't it? It's so different from earlier on the season as well. There, there's a number of, number of issues at, at play, here. and um, you know, there's some people that are po- that will point to uh, the manager. There will be some people that point to the players. Uh, just going to touch on the manager if if I can to start with. Mm-hmm. I think outside of probably Crawley, this is probably the hardest job in the EFL at the moment. And the reason that I say that is if you stay up with Rotherham United this year, you're doing exactly what the fans expect you to do, right? Most people think you haven't achieved anything. If you go down, then you've not achieved anything. You've been relegated. Hmm. A good example of that is if you look at Preston and you look at Ryan Lowe, he's got that team, their bottom six budget, and uh, you know he's got a mid-table. Is he... Is he being talked about as one of the managers that's going to be getting one of these top jobs in the championship? Um, no, he's not. And that's just the reality of the situation. We are one of those teams that are expected to, expected to struggle with a League One squad. A manager that previously was able to get the best out of the squad and allow us to compete, uh, you know, to be organised um, and to compete at this level. And for me, the players are not buying into what Matt Taylor is about at the moment in terms of we don't have the organisation that we had before under Warney um, for whatever reason. And that's both in in open play and also more concerningly for me in in set pieces. I can't remember the last time we won a first contact uh, for a free kick or a corner. We're conceding a lot of chances off the back of that where, you know, conceding at the moment 15 shots a game uh, again, on our own goal, and you know that's that's a recipe for, dis- for disaster. In terms of in terms of what we change, well, at the moment, you know, the attitudes has got to be the first thing that we look at. The players now, you know, if you don't want to work for for Matt Taylor, that's fine. Uh, well, it's not fine, but it is what it is. What you do need to work for is your own personal pride, and also for the fans that are paying so much money to get out. 215 of us yesterday to come down to Ipswich um, and, you know, get behind the team. Like, it's just, it's not been good enough, to be honest. And I, I sit here almost to a level of, of apathy, to be honest. I, I sort of expected mm. yesterday to come. Um, so, yeah, really disappointed with that. We need to sit back and look at, look, look at ourselves a little bit and see that, you know, the personnel really hasn't changed a lot, and he's, he's been difficult. It's been difficult in terms of injuries, and we certainly need some help in January uh, with this. Um, but yeah, that that's sort of where I'm at at the moment. We, it, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I basically agree with everything you said, mate. It's tough. It's it's so tough at the minute. Um, I started feeling like we talked last week, Danny, about Matt Taylor's post meeting against Millwall, which we all thought was poor. Um, sort of throwing the players under the bus a little bit, but I genuinely felt sorry for him yesterday because Sir Will's right. The players are not buying into it. I don't think the players are playing for him. Um, they're not his players. You know, if, he, if he'd signed all 20 players and they weren't playing for him, well, that's his fact. That's it. That's down to him. They're his players. He's inherited a player. Like, I can't, I've got Mark Gamble's here. We've got a team built for the previous manager to play the previous manager's way. Matt Taylor's mm-hmm. got a different way of playing and it's going to take time to change that to his own style. But he doesn't have the time. 
and the players are clearly not buying into it. And I, I, right now, I couldn't tell you exactly what Matt Taylor's trying to do because it's it's a bit all over the shop. But again, that's maybe down to the players a little bit not buying into it. I, I agree. He's stuck between a rock and a hard place. What does he do? Because he can't go and sign 12 players this window. It's, it's unrealistic. Mm. But that's what, what I mean. What I would say is there's a lot of people that are trying to say that we are trying to become more of a passing team. And uh, mm. I think he does want us to, to be a little bit more te- technically better on the ball. Um, but what I have noticed is there's a lot of opposition players that are more than happy to give us the ball because we know that we aren't good enough on it and we don't know what to do with it. Like it's become mm. part of the opposition's plan to just give us the ball because we can't use yeah. it. Like we're not a threat, and um, we don't have that focal point. And he and he's spoken about that in his uh, his his interviews. The physicality just isn't there anymore. Uh, you know, apart from Woody at the moment, I can't see anyone that he's going to win a header from from a set piece. Um, so they do need some help, and they need that investment, uh, which um, I'm sure I'm sure has been mentioned quite a lot on on the show uh, recently. It's it's time that Tony uh, put his money where his mouth is for for once, rather than talking about it. Mm. Absolutely, but the way I look at it is, um, is this, Will, if Taylor's willing to go on records and say what he said about the players, number one, imagine what he said off record to the players, and number and number two, if he's that brutally honest with the players, I think he's the man to really have Tony around the collar and go, this is what we need to do, and just tell him straight, which, if he needs investment, hopefully he gets it out of him. I say, I say hopefully because we don't know what's happening behind the scenes, you know, we are just humble fans. But I really do hope it's getting through to him. Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Um, let's talk about Matt Till a bit more. Adam Carcass, or this, I think this is in relation to some people calling for Matt Till to go, which we might as well cover. Um, our previous manager, uh, he says, was given six years, three relegations. Surely Matt Till has at least a window or two. Um, I still think, Danny, that Matt Till is the right man. I don't agree with a couple of things he said, a couple of things, things he's done. Uh, I don't necessarily like the way we're playing at times, but. I still think he is the right man to, to progress the football club. If he can somehow mm-hmm. build a miracle and keep us up, I think he can move us on a little and move us on a little bit. Um, I think it will be foolish to sack him. Foolish is maybe underplaying it a little bit, to be honest with you. Um he's, he's got to be given at least the season and at least at least another window. For me, I don't know. What what do you think? Yeah, I, we've said this quite a bit. Um, the average is like you have two windows to really start to have your own team coming together. And Matt Taylor's not even had one. Well, he's, he's in his first one as Rotherham manager. Um, and just going by his track record at Exeter, uh, yeah, it does take a bit of time. He likes to promote from within. But at the same time, he knows the players that suit his system but can also operate in a fairly tight budget. And that suits us down to a T. The only difference is Exeter are fan-owned and we're uh, chairman-owned. But just to put into the whole January transfer thing, we have heard rumblings that there are going to be maybe two additions this week, maybe two more if we're lucky before the Blackburn game. So if that's coming from Matt Taylor himself and being reported as him saying that, hopefully that is quite far in the pipeline and the start of his transfer window. And hopefully it's players that can improve us. Well, hopefully. But but, um, but, I, but I agree completely. To jump to jump the gun and sack Mac Taylor more or less now, or even after his first window, would be foolish. It would be, be more foolish to sack him than bring somebody else in 
who is also going to struggle. It'll be sort of the Redfern situation all over again, but this time we don't have Neil Warnock to save us. You never know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you never know. But he's off doing his show. You know, he's not going to come back unless he's like, I don't know, like Steve McQueen trying to jump up at border like I'm here again, sort of thing. But yeah, I think that I think to sack Taylor would be jumping the gun like the Redfern situation without the Warnock to come back. It's very unlikely that he would. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah. Uh, John Mel says, on, in terms of additions, it's got to be quality additions, though. If they are just League One players, it's a pointless exercise. But that's the thing, Will. Our, our budget is almost a League One budget. So, yeah. again, Matt's stuck again, almost been rocking our place because, yeah, we want, all want championship players and better than we've already got, but are they available within our price range? Of course, I mean, we're not going to sign championship quality players because there's 20 or 23 other teams that will have a, a budget that's higher than ours, which is, mm. you know, that's the situation that we're in. Um, in terms of Taylor, I think he's got two options, really. The first option is to sack him now, to get a new manager in and to give him the transfer window that he wants. Otherwise, if he sacks him after January, he's not going to have the, the players that he wants and we're going to be in this the same situation until the end of the season uh, and, and into next season as well. Um, or he backs him, which would be the easier of the two options. Um, he's he's got he's to pay the money, but I think what will happen with Tony is he will try and uh, do this as cheaply as possible. Um, he will probably sack Matt Taylor off the back of the results that he gets from not having the players uh, at his disposal that he needs to try and cover his own arse is is my honest uh is my honest thoughts on the situation um I don't want to make this all about Tony Stewart and and getting rid of Tony Stewart because for me there are bigger issues at the club um you know you look at Crawley at the moment and you see uh, you know what's going on there, and and it could be a lot, lot worse than the situation that we're in. To be completely honest, um, so be careful what you wish for on that front. But if, it, unfortunately for me, if he can't afford to uh, fund where we're at at the moment, then he does need to be looking for alternative investment, and that's that's what it comes back to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, no, and I just want to add in the people who have gone to the extreme of the complete Tony out brigade who's going to come in for an investment because it's all well and good calling for the chairman to go. Who does he sell it to? Who would be willing to chuck the money in as in like short term right now sort of thing? Mm. Well, that's what it's well, Unless you've got some a bidder lined up to sell the club or at least begin the process of searching for it, it's going to take a lot longer than just going, oh, he's not invested, let's sack him off and get someone in by February. Mm. It's going to take a lot longer than that. It is. 
but then the argument to the point that some people would put forward is that there was investment last summer. The, the investment was was reportedly there last summer, or just mm. before, or just just the end of last season. Um, we've said we've said sort of said before that that may have been the perfect time, you know, sailing off into the sunset with the Papa Johns and the League One in his back pocket, and then selling on to somebody else. It didn't happen. Are we? We're now a bit less attractive, aren't we? I suppose maybe not massively less attractive, but we are a bit less attractive now. Because we're on a way back down very briefly. Shall um, I give um, Ryan Reynolds a ring about my chain club idea? But with all the Wrexham and Inverness. <laughs> yeah, why not? Do it. Um obviously we'll talk about we're gonna preview the Blackwing game later on, uh, next week on next episode, sorry. Um but there's there's pressure on now. You you look at social media, the 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 unhappiness is building, Danny. Not necessarily towards Matt Taylor, there is some, but it's towards the what's happening with the club and I feel like that we're in a bit of a time now. It's a big week. Dan Barlas is probably on his way. Chio could be on his way, although that's, I think that's a bit further off than, than we think. That money that goes in has got to, got to, got to go back out. Uh, mm-hmm. If we sit here on the 31st of January, having built, let's use a random, let's, let's, let's just say 1.5 million. I think it'd be less than that, but let's just say 1.5 million for those two players. And Matt Till has only been allowed to use freebies and loans. There are there are some huge questions to be asked because mm-hmm. we're a well-run football club. We're our own football club. We don't really lose much money. There's no more, much investment coming in because of that. That's fine. So when you've got an extra 1.5 million quid, it has got to go in the situation we're in. Uh, and if it doesn't, well, where do we go from there? Yeah, it's gonna. It, at least you hope it's gonna be a saloon door situation where it swings one way, and then swings all the straight away. Um, it's just a tricky situation because, yeah, we are on a slide and we need that little prop up to stop the slide. And if we get a bit of money for them players and and we do recruit correctly, then, yeah, it, it could help us out in that situation. Um, but it just seems to be like everything just keeps going down. It, it, it's like, you know, slumping form. Ballas are going, Norton Cuffey's got recorded and got set, uh, sent straight out to Coventry. Then we've got Scott High going, so it's definitely more outs than we've heard incoming. So it's, it, it does put a little bit of doubt in your heads. Uh, but as someone who was a training journalist, it's like, oh, juicy tra- January transfer window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I will say, we, like I said, you've just two, two freebies, hopefully, early on the week, and then the loans. Sam Hadfield says he's heard 750k for Barlas. So well, although with with the three Bs and loans thing, like I know Matt Taylor did say that initially, but hasn't he come out and said that there is <clears throat> money going to be thrown at it, or have I or have I imagined that and, and dreamt it? I haven't heard that. If you said uh, that, I I may have dreamt that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I hope you're right. But, but it was said. Yeah, it was said. Was oh, it? thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Okay. Well, let's hope let's hope it let's hope it let's hope it pans out. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put any money on it. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. There's, there's obviously questions coming in about it. Um, Jamie says, "What are your thoughts on Brooke Norton Cuffey leaving?" Well, it's a shame because there's some, there's, some, there's a player in there. Um, I'm not sure Matt Till's the right man at the right time to get out of him. So if, uh, that's what we've seen. Um, but he'll go on. He'll go on to have a great career. I'm no, I've no doubt about that. But it's just wrong time, I think, for with us. Yeah, I mean, he showed uh, elements of promise, I think. Certainly his, his forward plays is not too bad. Uh, I just think defensively and, and for what we need at the moment, he's not quite uh, he's not quite right, Kyoso and and probably Harding are, are a step ahead of where he is at the moment. 
I think physically he's got to got to improve as well. Um, but you know he's he's uh, he's he's a young kid. He's got a long long future in in the game, and I'm sure he'll do really really well. It's you know he's provided us with some with with some decent moments so far. Uh, wish him all the luck in the future. But yeah, um, another another loan spot uh, available. Let's see what we can get in. Mm. Yeah, um, the, he goes to Coventry, who also lost in the third round of the FA Cup. They lost to non-league Wrexham. Um, it makes us look a little bit better. They're considered four as well, so it makes again just makes us look a tiny mm. bit better, um, I suppose. Um, let's touch on the Scott High situation because this has turned into an absolute mess. We were obviously told that Scott High had gone back to Huddersfield. Um, officially, no, he hasn't. He is still being paid by our club um, and he's taking up a current loan slot. I think Paul Davis reported today that that is going to be sorted shortly. Um, Danny, but it's just it's just another moment of chaos. We're eight days into the window now when he could have gone back on the first and we're still paying his wages or whatever whatever the case may be. It's just, it's just a bit of a joke, that side of things, really. Yeah, it's a proper fiasco. That into that's where your questions need to come in. Is why have we got until the eighth of January and, he, and he's still on our books rather than gone back to Huddersfield? Um, if he wasn't part of the system, you're right. He should have gone back on the first. Should have been in a, an immediate either cancellation or recall from Huddersfield. Uh, well, they've they, we've let it drag out. I don't know if that's an issue our end, an issue Huddersfield end, whatever it is. We probably won't know the details. But it's just like, it's took you eight days and we're only just like, yeah, it'll get sorted now. Even though we know from stuff with Paul Davis that he's not really been part of training, but at the same time, he's still our player, even though he's like not training with us. But it's very confusing. It's a proper merry-go-round situation, that, and something that doesn't instill confidence in you. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is, yeah. It just it just screams Rotherham United to me. And I don't know why. It just does. Um just get it, yeah. Disappointing. Shelly IFC on a couple of names that have been linked. I might as well touch these. Um Ty- Shelly IFC says that Tyler Blackett, Clinton Moeller, Indiana Vasilev, I think that's how you say it, are the name that they've seen thrown around. I've heard Blackett been touted around today and uh Mola. I forgot I got that right. Um Vaslev is a new one to me. Uh but I've lost John's comment. John Morell, the, the Birmingham fans at Tyler Blackett said is one of the worst defenders he's ever seen at Birmingham. Thanks, John. Uh-oh. Cheers for that, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are pressing the no button on that one. Thank you. <laughs> um Vasilev is currently at Aston Villa, has been on loan to Inter Miami for the last couple of seasons. Um can't we I'd need to look in we need to look at it, but I don't know anything about him to be honest with you. Um, I I spoke to uh, a Villa fan that I know very well. Uh, his words were, "I'll come back to you with uh, with more information, but don't get excited." So, ah. <laughs> brilliant. Ah. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> we've got lo- we've got loads of people throwing names right. It could be it could be anybody. We I suppose, I suppose we see Michael Hector has been mentioned here. Mm. Uh, Oliver Donald says two midfielders: George McEachern and Dion McGee. There's lots and lots of names we've thrown around. Let's sort of wait and see. If if all goes well, we'll be sitting here on Tuesday. We'll do a podcast on Tuesday. But we'll be sitting here with hopefully two players on the books. Um, maybe one out of the door. We'll have to we'll sort of wait and see on that one. I, I don't know. 
Um, I know this on... is a, I know this is a little bit um, pushing boat out here, lads. But if we make some sort of absolutely extortionate signing, that's like, well, where that where's that come from? Shall we put in the emergency podcast on? I will it's, say it's so unlikely if, to happen. It might be worth it. <laughs> if we make a club record transfer this this window, we will do an emergency pod. That's the or, deal. Or, if, or if we sign an ex international player, how about that? What level of international? Because you if you're like, telling me like Georgian or no, as in like as in like former top ten country for like former player. That's current countries. Current countries rank within the top ten, and they used to play for one of them top ten countries. I could be, I could be, I could be convinced, Danny. Let's wait and see what it is. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing like a Jamaican international or anything like that. Um, yeah, um, those names, Danny. We've we've all seen a few names linked. How do they make you feel in terms of? Do you think they're better than what we've got? Do you think it's a step up? Something we don't know anything about, but some of the names mm. we've all seen. How do they make you feel? Because I'll, I'll just let you know how I feel on it. I feel that they're panic signings. And I know we maybe are in a panic situation, and I hope I'm turned out to be wrong. But the, some of the names we've seen banded around are almost championship journeymen. Um, mm. I don't I don't fancy most of them, but what, what do you think? Yeah, I'm sort of in the same boat. Like Some of the names we've been sent with potential links is a bit of a really you, you know like i mean yeah there is a mix of experience and youth in there for example with um what was he called sorry it mentioned earlier mola was it well he's on he's on stuck guy, isn't he? he's, he's been on yeah loan at blackburn. yeah been alone at blackburn he, apparently he's not really impressed that much at blackburn uh so stuck got around about recalling him so yeah that's a potential youth option um and then you've got the likes of hector who is one of your more experienced players, but I do agree, Matt. Some names that we've been passed along, it's a bit who now then you know that that might not necessarily improve. It's a bit of a you know the division and upwards, so it's a bit mm, yeah. None of them have filled me with a lot of confidence, but I can sort of see why we'd go for a mix of experience and youth, and yeah. obviously players that play more of Taylor Ball than the other guy, yeah. Um, John Mills says Hector would be a decent sign. He's not he on a hefty wage, but he's getting confused with something else. I think it was, it probably was previously. I think it was at Fulham. Um, I think there's a few injury issues. <laughs> Signing players with injury issues again. Probably United. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, just again, thoughts on, the, on, those, on those players linked. I mean, maybe these are the players just to sort of get in so we've got players on the books almost. Uh, but the players we've mentioned are defensive players. And I know defensive would be bad, but we've got a reason it's one of the areas was what sort of well stocked in central defense maybe just up to the quality that he thinks it's true um i think as far as i'm aware uh black it plays can play on the left of a, of a back three so that mm. could could help us i know sam's mentioned that he'd be quite interested to get some experience in from the championship and he's played quite a lot for reading mm. uh, i believe so could be a box tick there same with hector you know he's obviously played for uh, for them down road um, and, and did really well. Uh, I think the only concern that I've got in terms of bringing in those those free agents is we need people to come in and hit the ground running now. I'm not sure from a fitness point of view where those guys are at. Um, obviously, you know, both of those players should be technically good enough to go straight into the side because of what they've done previously, but I'm not overly convinced, to be honest. No. 
Me too. <laughs> and that's a concern. Uh, but we'll see. We, we may be... Uh, Maybe got maybe got maybe upset about, it. but we'll see. We'll see what see what happens. Uh, Russ Vernon just want to take this. Russ Vernon says hopes mix okay. Spines is not here tonight. Yeah, mix fine. Uh, he's probably listened to this to be honest with you. He said he was going to try and listen live. So if you're out, if anybody wants to give me some mix some grief, please do so. I'll we'll pass it on. Um, for not for not appearing tonight, that's absolutely fine. Um, Danny, back to the game briefly. Um, the most predictable thing happened. Uh, Freddie Ladapo scored. Um, it was. It was the most. It was. It was almost as nailed on as us losing the game and going out of the FA Cup. But Freddie scored, and at least, he, at least he didn't do any shush celebration or anything like that. I suppose that's a positive. I mean, there weren't really that many Rotherham fans to do the shush celebration too, were there? <laughs> um, but yeah, he sort of cupped, he did his, he did the sort of thing he did to us weirdly, mm. where he sort of cups his ears to his own fans. Um, as if to go make make some noise for me, which he did to us when we sort of knew he wasn't happy here anyway. Um, but yeah, Freddie scored. If you'd have got a bet on that, he was virtually nailed on to come in. <laughs> Freddie scoring against us, I think it was. Um, the moment was took away from him a little bit that it wasn't the previous manager who was still managing us. I think that would have been even sweeter for him. Uh, so way Freddie unlucky. Um, but my final thoughts on the game is fair play to every fan who made the trip down and watched us lose 4-1 to the League One team. Now, how many did you say it was, Will? About 250? Uh, 215, sorry. 215 in total, yeah. I mean, that's not bad, to be fair. That's more or less what we took on Tuesday nights when we played at Portman Road over the last few seasons. Um, so, yeah, fair play to everybody who, who went down. Um just is what it is. Let's try and move on now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jamie, Jamie says he lives with a Wednesday fan and seeing Freddie score and then they won. He went to work a night shift. He had a great Saturday for Jamie. Poor uh, lad. Oh, <laughs> it should be in my uni group chat. There's me, the, the lone Rotherham fan, with Wednesday fans and Sheffield United fans and then a sprinkling of Leeds and York put in there as well. So we've had a very fun group chat because they've all been talking about Blades drawing Wrexham, and I'm just I'm just there sat like, what's the fourth round? (laughs) (laughs) Competition ends after the third round for us, you know. (laughs) Yeah, well, this may be a record. I can't imagine many clubs having a worse third round record than us. We've gone out in the third round 37 times in our 96 in 96 FA Cup campaigns. Um, A third of the time we go out in the third round. I don't know what it is about that round. Something. Just seems to stop us going through. Um, I now up to twenty. It will be 20, at least twenty-three years, I think, since we last made it to fourth round next season. Um, it's just a bit of a. It's just it's just one of those strange things. But one day we'll know what the fourth round is like again. Hopefully, uh, whether that's <laughs> anytime soon, or not, I don't know. Um, Nad and D. Uh, no, sorry, Sam Hanfield wants a question, and we'll move on to sort of that FA Cup's done. Do we stay up? Well, difficult to answer now at the start of the transfer window. And we'll have a better idea in whatever it is, three weeks' time when it ends. Uh, how much confidence do you have that we'll be in the championship team again in August? Uh, Sam wants a one-word answer. Very easy for me. No. Not even close. <laughs> I will, yeah, I agree. I was hoping you were going to pull something out and say, well, this is why I would know. I agree. <laughs> 
it was put to me that over the last 10 games or so, we've been the worst championship side in championship history. And I'm struggling to disagree with it. So that's yeah. that's probably where I'm at at the moment. Surely we can't be worse than the 16-17 season. Well, that's that's open for debate for everyone. Yeah. Surely. We've got more points in that season anyway, so we're already better. Even though we've had an absolute nosedive. We are, but we, we went the way I know we got we've got beat a few times, but it feels like now we're getting battered all the time. Not just from goals, from performance point of view. We're not we're not we're not laying a glove on opposition. There were times in that season where we caused other teams problems. In the last like Wilson, the last ten games or so, it's been like I said, I mentioned it a few times. We were rolling out the red carpet for these guys. And that's the frustrating thing. We talk about the Rotherham United way. Other clubs have certain ways, Rotherham United ways to make it difficult for the opposition. And they couldn't have had it easier. And I know it for sure a good League One team and they're probably going to be a championship team come August, Danny. But that was easy for them. They, but that was so easy. Other than that brief period, it was so easy for a League One team. Yeah, it was. And that's where the worry comes from for me. It's like... For a League One team to say, oh, that's not even our championship test, it's a bit, actually, they've got a point. You know, like, as much as it induced rage, that comment, it's like, actually, if you think about it, they have got a point. Um, And as it stands right now, in our current form, it's probably mid-table League One, if you carry that on over the course of a season. But for us in the championship, it does need sorting very, very quickly for me. Because, personally... I still think we stay up if we sort it. If we sort it, we stay up. If we don't sort it, to our championship, see you in a few years. Mm. A few years. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we've not got this. Yeah, we don't. We don't know what's going to happen. That's that's a, a whole issue, a whole other issue in it. Um, John Morell said, depends on the other teams down there and their business. But I'm struggling to find three teams worse than right now. But big January ahead. Yeah, a lot of them are doing the business. I know Cardiff, uh, update on Cardiff, I've seen today that they, they obviously had the, anybody didn't know, Cardiff had a transfer embargo um, for one reason or other from FIFA, so they weren't allowed to sign anybody. There are rumours that that will be removed. They'll be paying their money they needed to pay. So Cardiff could very well be back in the business of signing players, which, again, we'll probably see them pull away from being in any sort of bother as well, which is, from our point of view, is a shame for them. For their point of view, is obviously fantastic news. Um, yeah. I've also heard that uh, they're quite keen on getting um, Mr. Warnock back to uh, to manage them till the end of the season. So, Uh-oh. oh yeah, okay. give Warnock a bit of money to spend in January to get a couple of players in. They'll, they'll be sailing. So yeah, I, I was hoping that they would that that would sort of sink him a little bit. But it's obviously unlikely to do so. Um, now, Dundee says we will not be relegated. Uh, I like the positivity. Yeah, it's confidence. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait and see. It's it's difficult to find a way forward from this. I don't, I don't know where to sort of start and go with it because we've just seen so little to get excited about. Will it, I feel like we're are we relying too much on transfers? And that sounds such a stupid thing, but can four signings in a week make such a difference ahead of a championship game? Does it boost the mood? We're clutching at straws, I know, yeah, but... You never know, do you? I mean, the the levels... Uh, the levels... I can't remember what I was going to say. This is awkward. Can you go to Danny? <laughs> 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 I 
How good is that? Mate? <laughs> uh, let me, I'll go to you on this one. Chris Wright says he needs to change the tactics. Simple as. Oh, Will, please don't hit this wrong way, but I heard the cogs grind to a halt during that <laughs> sentence. Yeah. <laughs> bloody name of life, mate. <laughs> uh, um, we, we need to take some of the fundraising pot and get Will some WD forty. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, anyway, the four the four potential signings coming in does have somewhat of a potential to change it up because it's four new bodies in, four new application of Taylor's ideas, and a little bit of a right. You lot aren't putting the shift in, so. You know, and we're and we're Matt Taylor signing, so we're going to put the shift in, and it might lift them up a bit uh, if you think about it in the psychological sense. But at the same time, with the players we've got still got out injured, the players potentially moving on, it's like will four be enough? That's my two cents. Will four be actually be enough? Probably not. No. Uh, John Morell says uh, they signed Billick, Hannibal, Chong in the last two weeks of the summer transfer window. Made an absolute difference. Uh, made a difference. So four signs, yes, can make an absolute difference. If we get players of those sort of levels, then then absolutely. Um, but yeah, um, Russ Vernon says under previous coaching staff, he thinks Rotherham would have stayed up. However, under Matt Till, I don't think the Millers will stay up. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, this was one of those things. I think we've covered everything from the last few weeks, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else you boys want to mention or topics, comments you want to bring up? We'll probably run short this time, but is there anything else we feel like we didn't want to mention of Rodham United related at the moment? Not from my end, as far as I'm aware. Cool. Uh, Danny, is there anything else you want to mention? Um, Blackburn, big run of games coming up now. Black starting with Blackburn at home. Yay. Well, we will. We've got we've got two games and then a break and then then it'll be a run. So because it was a Sunderland game was on the twentieth. That's now that will get postponed because they admit mm. to the fourth round. Um, so we've got Blackburn and Watford. Who even if we were on a good run of form, you'd say that's two tough games um, to come up against as well. Going into that, the, we've got these the current issues. Um, yeah, Charlie and Hawks with a little bit of positivity saying we'll stay up. I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope you're right. Um, let's call it a day because we, we, we would just be going over all ground as things now. I think we're at a point where we're waiting for transfer news to sort of go from there, really. Uh, and then we can give a bit more uh, discussion, really. Um, so thank you all for being with us on this evening. We've got a bit short, but that gives you an extra 10 minutes of. Speak to your wife, your girlfriend, your kids, whatever. Just go through something positive um, in that time. Uh, please do subscribe if you haven't done already on the YouTube channel. We're creeping up to a, I think, eight three five something like that. If you haven't done already, please do nine hundred before the end of the season if you possibly can. If you're on audio, iTunes, Spotify, please make sure you uh, subscribe on there as well because uh, we will be back soon. We'll be back on Thursday evening uh, for the for the live YouTube show where we will be previewing Blackman Rovers and hopefully. At least two free signings, maybe maybe the loans will be in by then. We will have to wait and see. Um, let's see what happens. Uh, Danny, it's been a pleasure to have you tonight. Have you with us tonight? Thank you very much. Yep, always a pleasure. Uh, I'm going to have to get my boots clean for Saturday because apparently I'm playing up top. <laughs> <laughs> Real. Um, and uh, Will, a pleasure to have you back with us, mate. And we'll hope to see you again soon. Uh, no problem. Thanks for having me. And we'll see you all again on the next episode of Thursday. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Rebel, vicious.
chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening up. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty. And with a bench full of all star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.